This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. following platforms apple podcast google play spotify tune in stitcher soundcloud and podbean just search just the two of us podcast follow us on social media on facebook just the two of us podcast or on twitter we can be found at jttou podcast or follow us individually. You can find Steven at Nipsey, N-I-P-S-E-Y, or follow Tracy at Trayrific, T-R-A-Y-R-I-F-I-C. Hey everyone, welcome back. Welcome back. I feel like, I know you're <laughs> laughing, but I, I, I legit feel like because we are so infrequent with these podcasts. Yeah. Every episode starts off with, well, we haven't seen you guys in a while. <laughs> it has become a terrible habit with us. I know. <laughs> well, wait, what's the habit? That we're infrequent or that we say that? Well, we're infrequent. We're, our infrequency informs the, the of us saying, mm-hmm. oh, it's been a long time since we've talked to you guys. Yes, yes. Every time. Yes. I'm yes. sorry, but life happens, gets in the way. Yeah, and then sometimes we're just kind of lazy. We're kind of lazy. <laughs> Podcasting is tough. It, it is so hard. And I much respect to all the people who like legit are committed to it and, and make money and, right. and put in all the hard work. It, it's really tough to keep it going. So, yeah. you know, props to all those people that do it. But, yes, um, indeed. But here we are. We're back again. Mm-hmm. And this time we're going to talk about the divisive, buzzworthy mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's like a civil war. Like, <laughs> you know, Bomani Jones calls insecure like the black civil war. Right, right. <laughs> because it puts pits people against each other. Yeah. I think this is another like skirmish in a civil war in a way where mm. have people against each other in their opinions. But we're going mm-hmm. to talk about the Netflix film Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> <laughs> like Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> and uh, Malcolm and Marie stars... Zendaya mm-hmm. and John David Washington, aka Denzel Washington Jr. <laughs> and Malcolm and well, here's a quick synopsis of the film for you if you haven't <clears throat> don't have any information about it. Film director Malcolm, played by John David Washington, and his girlfriend Marie, played by Zendaya, return home from the premiere of his film, of what he hopes will be his breakout film. It's a film that we learn that is based on Marie's life, and then Malcolm doesn't thank Marie, and Marie, much like Michael Jordan in The Last Dance, took that personally. (laughs) This film, Malcolm and Marie, was shot from June 17, 2020 to July 2nd, 2020, during the great pandemic of 2020, so it took about 15 days to shoot, and they shoot most of the film, if not all of it, in a private home in Northern California. And because of the COVID protocols, the crew size was as small as possible. Everyone quarantined for two weeks before and after shooting the film. And both John David Washington and Zendaya 
were responsible for doing their own makeup and picking out their own costumes as there were no makeup artists or costume designers on set and then no more than 12 people were allowed on set at a time so this is in like the i want to probably the earliest days of the pandemic with respect to like hollywood productions mm-hmm. you know starting to do stuff right so it was kind of like a sneaky little Mm-hmm. film that they say hey let's just shoot a film real quick and yeah. knocked it out in a, in a few weeks mm-hmm. so that being said tracy oh yes what did you think of well let's give overall what did mm-hmm. you think of malcolm and marie the film i mean overall i would give it a solid a i'll give my my grade i'll, I'll give it a solid a i was i was yeah i liked it a lot i was into it and um yeah i i enjoyed it I'll just leave it there leave for it now, there. and then sure. <laughs> well, well, I agree. Uh, I, I, if we're going by grades, mm-hmm. I would give it an A as well. Mm-hmm. I really in, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it spoke to me in a in a sense, mm-hmm. and I do have some quibbles with it, but it was, mm-hmm. it's really nothing that I was, I would say would affect my grade or my overall feeling of the film. But I, I would right. give it an A. I mean, the, I thought the acting was top notch. Mm-hmm. I think the. Um, Cinematography was done well. The camera work, um, the whole aesthetic. I I was feeling it, so I enjoyed it a bit. Excellent. Yeah. So. Well, um, as far as our discussion, it's kind of interesting because I enjoyed the film, but I, um, I'm still, you know, we we just watched the film yesterday, uh, last night evening, the previous evening. So I'm still trying to like really wrap my head around everything (laughs) is a lot to take in because this was um if you've seen the film and i hope you have because there's going to be spoilers and and we didn't say our usual spoiler uh spiel but yes we we watched the film so this will be um spoilers so if you haven't watched it yet you might want to stop now and and go watch it and then come back but um what i was going to say was if um what was I going to say? Um, yeah, like I'm still kind of wrapping my head around everything. So I have more like questions to kind of like start our dialogue or you can What What are your questions? You let's let's well, get into yeah, it. What I questions mean, do you have? A lot of questions in terms of just, you know, getting your thoughts and then we can talk about it. Sure. But um, yeah, so the film, let's see, where, 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 where do I want to start? Where do I want to start? Where do I want to start? Um... Let's start off like kind of before we like kind of what everybody knows about or can tell about the film, I should say. This was a point of contention. This is before we even saw the film. Mm -hmm. This is previews and whatever. Um, A lot of people had a problem with the age difference here Mm -hmm. with the actors. Okay. Mm -hmm. So before we even jump into the film itself. Um, I just thought, like, what, what did you think about the age difference? Well, let's talk about the age difference. John David Washington is 36. Right. Zendaya is 24. Right. So there's a 12-year gap between the two of them, and they are playing characters who have been dating. Now, right. presumably, it's not it's not clear how long they've been dating, but right. one can infer it's been a, a couple of years. At least. I think they yeah. mentioned something about a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um... So they've been dating, and I think the the criticism or the critique, whatever, what what have you, about 
the age difference mm-hmm. is is really overblown. And I think it mm-hmm. says a lot more about the people making that that yeah. uh, that commentary than you know the actual participants. Because right. people, I guess, they're used to Zendaya playing like a high school girl and stuff. Right. You think exactly. about Euphoria. You think about Casey Undercover, the Spider Man movies. Right. And, right. and people are caught up into that. It's like, yeah, but the woman is actually 24 years old. And yeah, right. she kind of favors on the young side. Yeah. But you think about it. Like, this is, and this is just boils down to, to me, this is what it just boils down to. Like, nobody has ever, everyone keeps saying she's too, she's too young or she looks too young, whatever do you want to, however um, you want to phrase it. Right. No one has ever said in any commentary I've seen online is that he's too old. Or he looks right, too old. Right. No one right. says that. Everyone says <laughs> she's too young. Uh-huh. And to me, that that just you know shows you what's going on here with as far as you know the 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 patriarchy and and sexism and mm-hmm. how people view men and women and relationships and in in age ism and age things. Right. You know. Sure. Like sure. no one ever said, "Wow, that's that's crazy." John David Washington is a day in a movie. Isn't he too old? No one ever said no that. One said Everyone that. says she's too young. I said, like, "Why she can't young. she?" And, and you know, and I I understand. I would understand. I don't. Know, I wouldn't even understand. Like I think these people have to wrap around their heads that she's a grown woman. You yeah, know? exactly. You know, yeah, and sure. and especially if you if you think she's too young, I think part of it is maybe like. I don't want really want to go there, but mm-hmm. let's let's do it. <laughs> I'm feeling saucy today. That's uh, she. It, it goes into like, what, how are you viewing her? Like, through what lens and gaze are you viewing her? Are you sure. viewing her in a sexual lens? You know, it's like, right. you know, you think of she's like this hot young girl, and mm-hmm. then like, is that how you're viewing her? Like, for you to think that she's like too young, right? Instead of looking her as like, I don't know, maybe she's an adult. I don't know. Right. I mean, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I um. It's all about optics, really. If you if you kind of think about it, because in re- in real life, well, let me let me point out something too. In the film, we don't know their ages. No. Okay, so that's one thing I want to make clear, because it everybody is using their real ages to justify this 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 age difference being a problem. But in the film, their ages are not discussed. Their current ages. She mentioned something about. Uh, when they met, she was 20. Right. Um, but we don't know how many years they've been dating. You know, she could be 25 at the point of this conversation, this, this disagreement, this argument that they're having at this house um, in the current present time. So that's the only uh, age that was mentioned. And that was clearly in the past. So we don't know their, their current ages in the film. But everybody is now, you know, has been taking their, their actual ages as you know these actors or real life ages to you know to make up this whole thing but what i was going to say is like um it's optics you know when i really started to think about it it's really optics because you know there are a lot of people out there in in real life that have huge age differences in in their relationships 10 plus years right like i think most people start to question <laughs> age difference in a couple when it hits that 10 plus year you know difference and i think if she she does favor on the younger side like i would never think that she was 24 but um but him i would never think he was 36 he doesn't look that old either exactly it's all about optics if he didn't have that beard i kept saying oh you know if he 
I bet you he looks a lot younger because he already looks young to me. What but else I did bet you say? You look, what did you say? What hmm? else did you say he looked like? You said this when we watched the film without the beard. Oh, without the beard. I bet you he looks like Denzel. <laughs> I bet you he looks like his dad. I wonder if he keeps it. This is a side thing. I just wonder if he keeps that beard and his hair a little bit longer. So he doesn't look, so like, he doesn't look like Denzel. <laughs> because from the moment we saw him, he was on Ballers. You know, right, right. like about six years ago when he first started Ballers, whatever, how many years ago it was. Yeah. And he had the beard then. Right. You know, and he's only had that beard. He's only had the beard since we've seen him. Every movie, Black Klansman, Tenet, he's had this beard. So it's kind of like he keeps the beard. Because we already know he sounds exactly like Denzel. Oh, my God. And if you don't think he sounds exactly like Denzel, next time you guys watch anything he's in, close your eyes. (laughs) Because he sounds just like Denzel. But, yeah, I I kept saying to myself when all of this um, started about the age difference, I was like, you know what? It's it's his beard. You know, it does kind of make him look older, even though... When I say older, I mean that like very loosely because I don't think he looks even over 30, really. Um, but yeah, I bet you if they um, shaved his beard, he would look much younger. And and if he did, I don't think we would have people all you know up in arms about the age difference. So I don't find it to be a problem because there are a lot of films where if two people look similar in age it's okay right but in reality there's a lot of times where couples on screen have age different like their real life you know ages are great and you don't hear about it so i i like i boil it all down to optics mm-hmm. right if she i don't know if she looked a little bit i don't know wore her makeup a little heavier to look a bit older if he shaved his beard you know what i mean like that and that's what you know she's kind of been doing that you know going back to her own career she's been doing that because she's been playing yeah mostly a high school student you know for a long time and she clearly is obviously like in her 20s now so yeah um just a side note too she was she wrote on her instagram and she was really nervous about this coming out um she wrote a long post on her instagram page about the film and um but you know she's really excited about it and 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 really um hoping a lot of people would like it, but was is, was obviously nervous. And I'm sure, you know, hearing all these, you know, comments about the age difference probably has gotten. To right. Me. So anyway, but that's what I think about the age difference. Um, so we can get into the film now. <laughs> um, well, let's get into the, the other big thing about oh, the film. Sure. That, you know, I think that people are talked about mm-hmm. and it's, become the source of, of memes and jokes uh-huh. and other like. Let's talk about the macaroni and cheese. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> anybody who knows black folks, okay. <laughs> anyone who is black, you know that generally, although there are exceptions, I don't want to paint this with a broad brush, <laughs> but generally, we don't really do the craft macaroni and cheese thing right. if we make macaroni and cheese. We make legit macaroni and cheese from scratch with cheese, you know, noodles, all that. And I know some people <laughs> complained about that. There's another, I mean, it, the, the, the macaroni and cheese is probably just as big a talking point as the age, if you, yeah, if you ask me, I, if you're looking online. So, so Zendaya's character, Marie, makes a bowl of macaroni and cheese for Malcolm uh, after the movie premiere at the house. And people talked about, like, well, black folks don't do that. And, like, and I agree. I, I, but I think what happened here is is a situation of the... It, it was a, it's a it's a story device. I think it was, yeah. a, it was a, it, they wanted to have something that she can make for him 
right. as part of the story to show her frustration as she's like grabbing the box and she's like got this look on her face and she's like slamming the box down in the pod and she's making it. And I think it was more of a story device mm-hmm. than actual. Plus, you know, it's something quick and easy. You know, in real right. life, I don't think any we, we don't rock with the Kraft macaroni and cheese. Right. But as an alternative, I think, you know, she should have made grilled cheese instead. I, I honestly, if, if they if they want if they wanted a story device that would kind of like you know inform the viewer of like her her mentality and how she's feeling and you know her frustrations with the night that you know we come to find out as the story goes along, right? She could have done the grilled cheese to for it's it's like she said later in the film about authenticity. Yeah, I mean, this movie was not written and directed by a black person. It was directed by well, Sam Levinson, who did a Euphoria. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to something like this, sometimes culturally, you know, having the right people involved in actual making of the film helps with some authentic, authentic aspects, right? And to you know inform the authenticity, make it better. And I feel like, yeah. He kind of missed the mark with a macaroni and cheese box. I do understand where they're going with it, mm-hmm. and it's not that big a deal to me. Some people are really upset about it, but I think. He, <laughs> but my my solution that he should have done grilled cheese. Like she could have just got a couple pieces of bread, spread some butter on it, got some slices of cheese, boom, fried it up in the pan. It's like here, here's your sandwich. Like that, I think you would have gotten the exact same mm-hmm. feelings and what what they were trying to convey mm-hmm. if you did that with the added aspect of it feeling more authentic. I would like to hear why they chose that. Like, I, I think with this type of production, it was so small, so intimate. She obviously was, uh, her and John David were obviously producers on this. I I don't believe for one second they didn't have a say on, in, in that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm kind of wondering, maybe John David grew up on that or something like that. Maybe she did. Like, that, it, hope- it was there for a reason. I don't really think it was the writer's choice on that. I, 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 really don't. I don't know. It's, it's all speculation. I have yeah, no idea. I, I just hope it's not something as reductive as them thinking, well, black people like macaroni and cheese no, I don't, and I don't, we think yeah. this would be a good metaphor for blah, 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 blah. I <laughs> yeah. hope it's not something as reductive as that because no. that would be freaking racist. Well, that would, well, that would be a stretch too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to go there. But no, I, I, I kind of think there was, there was something about that. That could have even been a joke as they were going through this script you know what I mean? Like, well, we should just do mac and cheese. You know, like something like that. Something to almost point out, like, yeah, we're gonna put this in here because people go, no, we don't eat that. Like, you know, just kind of like that. Right. It, we're it, doing this purposely. It should have been like maybe a commentary don't. for him, like, yeah, you know, I usually don't rock with this, but something like that. <laughs> I'm yeah. Really, I'm starving. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm it's hungry. Funny. I always saw like one comment about that. I didn't really see a lot talked about that when um, I was looking through Twitter. But yeah, anyway. I've seen quite a few. Mm-hmm. So. But anyway, <laughs> so the mac and cheese, but that's kind of like the setting off point. I mean, it's kind of. That's kind of like the catalyst for mm-hmm. driving the story because, right. like, she's making this macaroni and cheese, and us as viewers, we can see, okay, she's obviously upset about something, right. you know. Right. But he seems completely oblivious to it. He has his mm-hmm. drink in his hand. He's dancing around the house. Yeah, got the music playing it. loud, mm-hmm. and you know. So going from there, you mm-hmm. know, what 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 do you have to say after that? Like, what what else do you? want to talk about with respect to you know them getting into their arguments or their discussions okay um well i would i would say that um i mean i guess we kind of quickly ish quick kind of quickly get into 
why she's upset. And, you know, as he's talking about, you know, the film, the critics and all that stuff and yada, yada. And, you know, we kind of get to the fact that she wasn't uh, thanked because this movie is essentially about her life. Right. So um, I was going to ask you, what did you think about that being kind of like the twist of the movie in a sense? Like that was kind of like, oh, this makes things a lot different. Well, that was, a, that was an interesting thing about about the film. Mm-hmm. Is, it, it's, it's funny because like it, to me, watching the film is like, you know, it's watching these two people battle each other mm-hmm. and arguing and they're going back and forth, back and forth. Right. And when the movie starts, you as a viewer are probably, you probably tend to feel like you're, you're going to be on her side. Just based on yeah, on, initially, based, right? Initially, yeah. when it first starts, the, their mannerisms, the, the the characterization has has their you know how they're behaving in the in the house when they first come back, and you're thinking, okay, he did something wrong, and right. then you come to find out, she says, you know, you didn't thank me, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh wow, that's kind of mm-hmm. messed up, and then you know, and then it's like, okay, she didn't thank her, and then they go back and forth and arguing about different things, and then. Then later, I mean, I don't know if she brings up the part about her life, but then later, you know, because the way the movie goes, it's like they argue and then they stop and then he says something mm-hmm. and they argue and then it stops. It's kind of like this ebb and flow to it. So I don't know at one point what she said because it was about her life, but I feel like the way your emotions go, like you go from being on her side, but then you hear his side of the story of like mm-hmm. their relationship and the things that have happened. And then you're like... Oh, you get you're like the Weebay, the Weebay meme. It's like, yeah. oh wow, right. now I see where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. But then she comes back and hits back with something else. Like, oh wait, well I don't know now that she just said that. So it's this back and forth, and yeah. I think that's what happened with. Because then at at one point she was like, it was based on my life, and it was like, oh okay, mm-hmm. like okay, where did that come from? Right. And it was it was interesting because it it's it's hard to tell, especially when it comes to art, like. You know, yes, he he. Part of the character is based on her, but like you know, only the two characters in the movie and Malcolm Marie really know. Okay, but how much did he use her life? You know, he said yeah. that. You know, even though it seemed like he was evading the question before earlier in the movie, he said, "Well, it's based on lots of people." She's like, "Like who?" He's like, "It's based right. on lots of people," and he didn't say. So it sounds like okay, he's lying. He just based it all on her. But then later on in the film, you come to find out what he says. Well. That part was based on my father, where they told my father at the hospital. This right. was based on this girlfriend that I had sex with in a heart-shaped bed at the top of the Marriott. Right. <laughs> you know, this was based on my other ex-girlfriend who I love so much. So, like, he was reluctant to bring out those details. Yeah. And then, so then af- after you think, oh, he just stole her story for this, mm-hmm. her life story for this film, you start to hear his other, you know, inspirations for it. So then you kind of switch again, like, oh, okay, I see where he's coming from. So, mm-hmm. I thought that that aspect was interesting. It's like it seems grimy when you you know you just look at it at the very beginning, but then once you start getting more sides of the picture, you start yeah. to think it's a little bit more complicated than well, he just stole her story and that's it. Yeah, um, you know, I was asking that because I was wondering if you thought it was like a big enough like uh, in terms of the story, like a big enough plot device to to carry this whole story. Was it? I think so yeah. for for them it was like mm-hmm. no this isn't like a big budget Avengers movie you well, know of course so, no I'm, it, yeah. but 
the stakes just are just in general, just right, in general. I'm right, saying, but, like, but I think the, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the stakes are small. It's a smaller movie, and to these people in those lives, those stakes are like the most important thing in the world at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like whenever you get into an argument with somebody, it's like on the surface it may seem silly, but at the moment it's mm-hmm. like. For to you, this is like the most important thing. Right. And, and I think that's what it was with, with that. It's like to her, that was like the most important thing. And, and and it wasn't. And I think it's like the whole not thanking her was pretty much the catalyst for everything. Like it started off, well, you didn't thank me. But then mm-hmm. it's like, then you used my story. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, well, you used my story, and then you didn't like put me in the film. Right. Then yeah. you know, yeah. and she she kept building on because then you got to see the layers of like, mm-hmm. okay, this is a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it was. It's like it could be a small thing on the surface, like oh, you just forgot to thank her. Yeah. You know, that happens. You know, it happens. You know, you see something like that happen at awards time, and then someone says, oh yeah, the backstage, I forgot to thank my wife. I was so excited. Right. Right. And it, on the surface, it seems small, small but I right. think in this case it was you know i guess it's like the tip of the iceberg like the, yeah. the top of it was i didn't thank you and he didn't thank her and then the bottom of it was all these issues and baggage in their relationship yeah i think it was really interesting um to use this this well she wasn't thanked uh you know at this I didn't really understand what it was. It's just a premiere of his film. I said, I assume this is just a premiere. Yeah. Right? So that okay. after the film, or even before the film, he might get up on stage and talk and, about and say, hey, yeah, that. Yeah. So I understand, like, yeah, like how she felt about it. It was just really interesting. I never, I don't think I've ever watched a movie, probably because I don't watch a lot of indie films. So maybe that could be it too. Where you know, such a small thing actually, like really just opened up and, and drove the movie and that was what um I, I liked I liked that we went from the, this little kind of twist. She was just simply at first, you know, well simply I say, not simply to her, but just simply like upset that she wasn't thanked. And then it just like ex- exploded almost. Yeah, snowball for sure. Um into this, you know, this whole thing. Um that really got to you know kind of get into the 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 nuances the the I'm trying to think of a word but like just it just got into their relationship um, and I I've just never seen that before in a movie where we've explored somebody's relationship. Somebody on Twitter said it perfectly. It was almost like you were peeking into someone like like almost watching through a window and they, and they filmed it that way too like right. you're looking in on someone's private moment this discussion well starting off as a discussion exploding into various fights and whatever and it was just it, it was just uh crazy to watch yeah but and then it's but you kind of knew it was going in that direction when yeah sure when when from the jump was you know she was like you know he he wanted to talk to her about it she's like no well, you know mm-hmm. we're just worried about it in the morning yeah and she tried to warn him she's like look playboy <laughs> we you don't want to have this conversation right now so she like and so in her mind even though she got up and she said oh well you know it, she said it was because she you know, he didn't thank her. She also knew that there was going to be more to it than that's that. Like yeah. she knew it was Charity all knew. this right. underlying pain, trauma, and everything she had going on with him. Mm-hmm. And she knew if we go down this road, mm-hmm. and plus she also knew. I think she also mentioned about him, like how he's someone who doesn't. You know, he he wasn't going to. 
give up the fight. Like he's gonna he's oh, gonna right, yeah. he's gonna keep going because of his personality. Yeah. And you know, who who doesn't do that? We all do that in our relationships. Like yeah. we have arguments, you know, you and I have the same situation. Like yeah. we argue and it's like you know, we just you just can't cut up. You just have to keep going, you have to keep going, right? Keep going and keep and keep pushing it. And another thing was, was funny because, like, you know, this this could have been called like the the subtitle of this film. It could have been like Malcolm and Marie. Could have been like, I just don't understand because that's a, <laughs> that's kind of like the mm. sub the underlying theme of like you think you're done with the argument. Like you have this like argument. You say your piece, and then it's like. Well, I just don't get why you talk to her. You know, <laughs> like, why does she have your number in her phone? It, it was kind of one of those situations. It's like Malcolm Marie. But wait, let me finish. I exactly. got more to say about this. Yeah. I'm not done. And I think she said that, and she's like, "Wait a minute, come back. I ain't done." So yeah, I think um, what this whole um, movie definitely sparked another topic. I don't, I don't know if we're ready to talk about it yet, but like the, their relationship being toxic. So. Um, I, that's what I saw a lot of conversations about about this movie um, feeling that this relationship was toxic and um, I don't know if we want to get into that now no but, get into whatever just talk about yeah, it yeah okay yeah um, yeah I, I something that you said earlier that um, yeah this this moment is a moment in time, right? So we're seeing this moment. We're seeing this this back and forth, back and forth. These arguments going back and forth with them. And you know, it's not just a moment of time. This to even put into perspective for people. It's a moment of time of like, let's say, a, a six hour period. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 from the moment they get home to like the morning when they wake up. Yeah. So it's kind of like, wow, you think about people's lifespans and how old people are and how long they live. It's like, you were looking at a <laughs> six hour snapshot of the relationship between these two people. Yeah, I felt it was a little bit, um, I don't know. I, You know, we're in a different day and time, <laughs> a different age of where now, you know, we explore all of these things, mainly on social media, um, about what is triggering and what is toxic and we talk about it a lot to the point for me, it's almost, you know, we, we just overuse those words so much. You know, there are a lot of words that we overuse and, and they no longer really mean what they were meant to mean. And when it comes to toxicity, like, you know, I don't even know if people really understand what that means now if you are attaching that label to this relationship. So this film, like, I don't think it was meant to show us a toxic relationship by any means. I didn't find what they were arguing about toxic. I found that most of what, you know, a lot of people said, especially in the bathtub scene where he's going in about all the, you know, he starts going in about the women, you know, trying to at first justify, not justify, but clarify, um, you know, the, the, the inspiration of the film. It wasn't just, her story it wasn't just Marie's story it was this this these moments in his life that really inspired it but then he starts going down this road of the women because he's hurt he's pissed and he's trying to get back at her obviously and I saw so many comments about that scene in particular so many women in particular were like oh this is such a toxic relationship like who would go through all the list of women that you slept with and like I would break up with him immediately and just going on and on and I'm like that's not toxic in this in the way that 
people are making that out to be, I kind of felt more like he was upset. And a lot of times in relationships, like we say things that mm-hmm. we don't mean. Yeah. I don't know at what point in their relationship. Yes, they were arguing. Everybody argues. Everybody fights in relationship. If you don't, well, good for you, I guess. But <laughs> um, everybody argues and goes back and forth like that. I, I don't. I don't know any couple that that can't relate to that, right? But what I found was there are times, many times maybe in in relationships where we say things that we don't mean because we say those things because we're hurt and we want to hurt the other person back. Mm -hmm. There is no point in time during this movie that I got this, the feeling that he says things like that all the time. Yeah. Uh, to that degree. You know that, what I mean? Because it was the first time she heard about the, the exes. Exactly. You know what I'm she was very clearly surprised. So it wasn't like he goes around all the time talking about his exes. Right. Exactly. So I was, um, I was really, um, that was something about, you know, just the uh, review, well, not even reviews, but just comments about the, music, the, the movie that I found, uh, I was a little baffled by. And it just made me... Um, just think about like how we view toxicity. Well, it's like those buzzwords. Like those people are saying he was gaslighting as well. He's like gaslighting. Oh yeah, that gaslighting. was the other one too. Yeah, gaslighting. I mean, gaslighting really did not, in my opinion, didn't like oh, didn't enter the general like vernacular until like Trump. You know, obviously <laughs> gaslighting as a term existed before then. You know, sure. And people used it, yeah, but more I more people, yeah. I never heard it as much as I did until Trump came into office. So it's right. like. So people were saying, you know, he was gaslighting her, gaslighting her. It's like, you know, it's a toxic relationship. It's like, okay, this, although this, this, you know, film or this night gives us some insight into the relationship, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think we can extrapolate this to mean this is their entire relationship. Exactly. It's, it, it was a, it's a, like you said, it's a point in time. It's the six hour period or whatever you, you how many hours you want to say, yeah. where they're arguing over something that's really upset her. Right. You know, and... And, you know, she brings out the stuff and his foster things that he's done and how he's treated her. And then she does the same to him. Right. But there's no indication to me, at least, that we can, we can safely assume that this is a toxic relationship. It was a toxic yeah. argument. We can say that. Yes, I can exactly. say it's a toxic argument just because they said yes. such hurtful things for each other. Sure. But who, who are we to say that, like, this is something that happens all the time with yeah. them, you know? I, mean, I, I just feel like, yeah, movies like this um, just... It's like the, the it's like the triggering. Like I, I guess people in this day and age really are just easily. I don't know. I don't want to say easily. I don't want to like downplay it. But like people, I just feel like some people need to realize that you know if you are triggered, you know you feel some kind of way about seeing stuff like this in movies on TV. I it's like somebody said earlier too um, when I was looking at Twitter like. Perhaps we as a society need to kind of like take a step back and and understand that we can't just censor every single little thing and not show like especially obviously on TV and movies that remember it's this is made up. You know what I mean? This is make believe. And I feel like so many people take these things so seriously. Like, it's TV. It's movie. It's fake, you know? But, like, take a step back and just think, like, if you are easily triggered by these things, maybe maybe there's some things you need to work on yourself, you know? Because otherwise, are we going to turn into, like, just just 
a, a society of people who just like we just need to like not talk about all sorts of certain topics because oh that might be triggering to people that yeah. might be triggering it, it's just becoming that way to me um that's kind of related to uh, and i'm like yeah well my ba- my basic thing is it it's fake it's not real okay go ahead <laughs> no i was gonna say just piggybacking on your comment you you brought us something made me a uh, point that made me think of you know you talk about people like just censoring and being upset about stuff I, I think it's a situation where and we we discussed something similar in our Insecure podcast, how mm. people are kind of bringing their own baggage mm-hmm. into watching these things. Mm-hmm. So it's it's some, it's a point that, that Malcolm alluded to and and he was talking about the art that he makes, how the, the LA Times writer was, you know, and other people were just, you know... He he expected that they were going to say, "Well, this is a political film. You know, she's a drug addict. She's and he's making a con a commentary on the medical healthcare system and blah blah blah." And he dismissed it as all BS because mm-hmm. he's like, "No, I just wanted to make a film. You know, not every film is political." Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And I think that because you know, and he said like, you know, I the sense inferring that like, you know, yes, not every film is political, not piece of art is political, but there's, you know, it's going to be some political aspects just because of the artist, like whatever the artist brings into that art. You know, obviously there's going to be some politics based on, you know, who that artist is. It's going to be, the art's going to be presented through their their lens that they've, they've, they've created. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same thing happens with viewers as well. Like, you know, if someone's uh, watching this and they've had a bad relationship or, right. you know, abusive relationship, like, they might read something into this that mm. you know the 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 filmmakers probably didn't you know plan on on creating you right. know it's kind of like you say oh they're, they're in a toxic relationship because I know I've seen the signs and that's how I was with my ex <laughs> yeah. and 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 that's how some people are but yeah. that's also how the how the move this movie and other movies resonate with us because we are able to apply some aspects of what we're watching to our own lives. Yeah, and that's we can how identify with you. We can identify, mm-hmm. and that's how some people are really in love, becoming, you know, fall in love with certain pieces of art because it's like, this really speaks to me. So right. I just think it could just be a commentary of, or indication of, there are so many people who've had bad relationships yeah. and toxic relationships yeah. where they see this and they see this moment of these people arguing and they think it's the worst relationship ever uh-huh. without out having any context of what happened the other 364 yes. days a year between these people. Yes. We saw this moment and we we saw them at could be their worst moment. Yes, exactly. And, and people say, well, And their only toxic. worst moment because yeah, we don't we know, know what happened before or after this. But yeah, like my, I mean, like, I just want to drive home. My main thing is that like, People getting triggered over like make believe stuff, made up stuff, TV, movies. I, I, it just, uh, like, yo, like, I mean, people are saying to the point, you know, of like almost saying like these sorts of things shouldn't be made. And that's where I'm like, yo, like, maybe think about, you know, the fact that some of these things need to be made because there might be people in legit real life you know not so great relationships and maybe they're seeing this type of relationship played out on film and thinking to themselves like oh my god this is what's happening to me maybe this isn't great you know what i mean maybe certain things like this can help 
people get out of relationships like this. So I don't, I don't agree. And like, you know, just because this is a hard, this, this was a hard movie at times to watch, you know, it was, it was, it was disturbing. It's disturbing to see anybody, you know, fight, argue, people right. are crying, you know, all of this It is disturbing, but it, I don't think we should hide that um, from our art. Right. Yeah. Life. I mean, think of it this way. If, if, you know, if TV and movies were all just happy, like that's not real. Like I understand a lot of people want to watch stuff like that because it's an escape. Mm -hmm. Some people feel like, oh, I want to, I, you know, my life is a lot. It's heavy. I want to watch something light. Well, there is that. We have comedies, there's romantic comedy, all kinds of light. There's cartoons, there's all kinds of light stuff, but yeah, like I don't think we should just make a hundred percent light things. I know? think part of it is you know some things like this happen. Part of it is is marketing. Part of it is people's own uh, expectations and pre preconceived notions of what something is going to be. Mm-hmm. So they saw Malcolm Marie. They saw the pictures. They saw the. You know, they they, they 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 saw who was playing the character, and they were probably expecting like a romantic film or a, or a love story, mm. and then they didn't get that. So now it's like, well, this is like, this is terrible. Like I was expecting to be a love story, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, yeah. I mean, that's the expectations people have, but it's like, but then you should probably just put those expectations aside, like trying to take your expectations out of. Yeah, what the actual film is, right? You know, take it away from that, and then maybe you enjoy the film a little bit more, or understand it a little bit more. Maybe it'll resonate with you more, right? If you don't have those expectations, and it's like, oh, okay, well, it wasn't a love story like I was expecting, but as a story that that explored, you know, these issues of this relationship mm-hmm. and how these two people treat each other, you might be like, you know what? In that sense, it was actually kind of pretty good because I got some sense of like, you know, what what's the underlying you know, grievances they might have with each other and what kind of tensions there that's left untold. Mm-hmm. If you right. look at it through that lens, then yes, it, it might be a little bit better than expecting it was going to be a love story, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, expectations can... Yeah, I mean, it's just easier to, you know, go into stuff like this with just no expectations or... I mean, but seeing the previews, did, did they sell this as that? As a love story like that? I thought there was the tension, the arguments in the previews. Yeah, or no. Am no. I making that up? <laughs> no, you're right. I don't think I don't think they did. But also, there's been movies like this, yeah. where you know, you know, the the couple's going to have this trouble, and then right. in the end, they work it out and they're good. Right. So that's kind of like where I think the expectations come from. Like, even though I don't think the marketing itself was decept uh, deceptive, mm-hmm. it's just that we've seen marketing like that before, and then in the end, it's like, hey, we're all good. Uh, yeah, you it know? turns out like the, the couple kiss at the end. end, and like you know, a kiss, and everything's all good. We're all happy. So I think that's kind of like people's expectations based on like how other movies mm-hmm. usually played out. This comment I wanted to quickly read was um, just kind of going with what I was saying. Um, this comment on Twitter I saw was like um, two comments. It says, one, first comment was, I see articles shading this movie, but this is how some relationships are. Everyone only likes the good and the positive, just like social media. This is vulnerability, struggles, sorrow, insecurities, authenticity. Marie just wanted gratitude and appreciation. Boom, I thought that was a great comment. And then the second comment was, while this is a toxic relationship, what the original poster said is still true this is a true representation of some relationships authenticity doesn't change because it's unpleasant or what 
quote unquote should be desired. I found this movie to be cathartic, even if it was tough and triggering. Relationships like this happen. And I and I just thought those two comments just summed it summed it up. So I mean I just think that there are some people out there that this this just movie just isn't for them, right? If it's too tough to watch or whatever, that's fine. But um, like I said, I just don't think like we should uh, completely shut out stuff like this um, because it's it's tough. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Was there? Let's talk about the actual movie itself. Like, okay. what did you think of? One thing I really enjoyed about it, mm-hmm. like. It was nice that it was shot in black and white, but I yes. also I I love the camera work mm-hmm. and I I love the cinematography. Yeah, and you know, like, what did you think of, of that? I mean, I, I really yeah. I really like the way they they said you mentioned earlier, you know, about the looking at we're viewing them from the outside yeah. outside the house and things like that. Like that those those first scenes when they first came in the house and she's yeah, smoking, smoking and he's like got the music up loud, obnoxiously loud and has a drink in his hand. <laughs> like that scene was so dope because the camera kept following him. Like you, you could see like he's walking like around the couch. Right. And then you see like she's standing at the door smoking. Right. So then the camera follows him as he goes around the couch, one loop, and then it comes back to her and then mm-hmm. it's just sitting there on her as she smokes and he continues to go around the couch and then when he comes back around again the camera picks him up again and goes with him and like that was just so dope like i just love the way like that scene was shot and Mm -hmm. and there were so many good shots like that throughout i mean there was a lot of long uninterrupted takes right Mm -hmm. which you know was i thought it was pretty cool yeah um that particular uh scene was a little bit hard for me to watch it kind of actually physically made me a little bit dizzy really yeah it kind of like it kind of made me a little bit dizzy um because they followed him for a while before they stopped and focused on her for a little bit and then went back it kind of then they kind of started going back and forth which was fine but when they kept following him around and around like i i was like please stop (laughs) it kind of made me sick um but it looked nice. It looked like it looked nice. No, the cinematography in the movie was beautiful. Like a lot of people have been taking screen captures from the movie, posting them up on uh, online, and uh, beautiful pictures. Beautiful. I, I love the black and white. Also, um, yeah, I, I like I like the way it was shot. Um, yeah, it was different. You don't see, you know, a lot of movies like that. I'm I'm not a huge movie buff like that. But I'm sure other movies have been shot like that. I mean, I know they are, but um, my, like today, like in the 2000s i don't know what has been shot like that like in the last 20 years mm-hmm. um i can't think of anything but like um yeah i like the way that was shot it was it was gorgeous like yeah um uh, i was i lost i had something i was gonna say and i lost it but anyway yes go ahead did you what did you notice like i i think we talked about this like one thing, another thing I noticed in, in talking about them with the drinks mm-hmm. and the cigarettes, it was yeah, it was like more. basically the drink and the cigarette was like a prelude to the, like the next round of the fight. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, like each time, yeah. <laughs> each time, you know, she would get like a cigarette. Mm-hmm. You know, she would go and stand by the door, mm-hmm. and then soon after. Another round, another round begins. Of yeah. And it was the same thing with him. He would have a drink in his hand. He'd take the drink and he would carry it with him. He'd take some sips mm-hmm. and he would put it down somewhere. And then 
you know, they argue and then come back and get another, get the no drink, drink again or yeah. another drink. And, and I mm-hmm. thought that was, that was very interesting too. Like it kept, mm-hmm. you know, I just kept noticing that each time, mm-hmm. <laughs> each time it happened, you know, like in the course of that time, she probably went through like four cigarettes, <laughs> you know, she just kept yeah. going one after the other each time. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say, um, with that? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> A little sneeze there. Um, um, let's see, did we talk about that? Well, I guess, like, the big, the big thing, like, was what did you think of just the dialogues? Okay. Uh, there were a lot. It was all dialogue. But, you know, like, the longer dialogues, you know, the one, the first big one with, well, I wouldn't say it's the first, but I'm thinking of the extremely long dialogue when he's going off about the review. Right. So that one. But before, I mean, we can talk about anything before that, but that one, and then obviously that was the notable one for him. And then for her, her end scene, uh, the end of the movie, her dialogue. What did you think about those? I, I liked it generally. I, I liked the the writing on that. Um, it did get a little bit heavy at times when I, I admit where, you know, they would say things in such a way where this is too, this is too academic or too mm. pedantic or something. You know, it's just, too verbose, maybe. I'll yeah, in like some ways. Like, well, you know, like the type of words, like it, it didn't, it didn't flow well, okay, like like saying, a like, like yeah. a normal conversation okay. would. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a little bit like you know the screenwriter was like you know navel gazing and just you know thinking like oh yeah i'm killing it with this you yeah, know like, <laughs> so that happened occasionally but it didn't yeah. bother me too much it didn't take me okay. out of it okay because i was more focused also on how well they were delivering those lines sure, like yeah. they were acting they, they were they were acting their butts off i mean they, yeah they they really were i mean we already know zendaya is a really good act actress and you know john david washington mm-hmm. like he that's the best acting i've seen him do you know i i, I like him generally i liked him in ballers and and Black Klansman and mm-hmm. and and Tenet, I feel like you know Black Klansman was him. You know, it was like his first like feature really, right? Uh, as a star, so I I felt like that was kind of him still trying to, you know, get his feet under him mm-hmm. and kind of like you know navigate. So it wasn't like the best performance in my mind. Yeah. It was good, but it wasn't the best. And then for Tenet, it was more of like okay, the script didn't give him much to work with, where he wasn't able to. Really, really emote yeah. and give something. So, sure, yeah. so this is the first opportunity for him in, in a movie where he's like acting, acting, mm-hmm. and he was really good at it. So I was focused on their their performances more than the, the dialogue. But I was I, mean, I haven't read much about how the script came together. But I do mm-hmm. wonder how much of that was improvised and how much of that is on the paper. Because quite frankly, if that was all on the paper and they remember you know memorized those pages and pages of yeah. dialogue that's amazing that's especially amazing. With, like the, like the, the rant you this you talked about with you know the big one with him ranting about the new york times was, and crit la times and critics in general yeah and i'm just thinking okay is this all on the paper did he memorize all of this because yeah. that is freaking amazing if he did yeah and if he didn't and it's like look, some of it is improvised then he gets props to that too because yeah. like, wow he's like he really went in he really went in <laughs> And he's going yeah. back and forth, and then Marie's just sitting up there, just laughing, Laugh. just giggling to herself, like, "Oh my gosh!" Like he is tripping right now, right? Because because he was a it was a good review, you know. He actually got a good right. review, and he was still upset about upset it. About it, right? Yeah, that. Well, with that rant, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I did, I I, I kind of zoned out a little bit. 
<laughs> I kind of zoned out. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I think that's also the intention as well. Like I think I think when they're doing that, either they're mm-hmm. writing it or they're shooting, they know people are gonna zone out. Because like, that was long. It was, was long. Lengthy. It was it was ridiculously it long. Was ridiculous. And I think the the filmmakers are really prepared for that to happen. I don't think if you told yeah. the Sam Levinson like, hey, you know, I zoned out during like Malcolm's rant about critics. Right. Like, yeah, I think he was like, yeah, I understand. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would argue with that. Yeah. So yeah, that was it was, but it was impressive. Like it was. I zoned out a little bit, just a little bit, <laughs> um, but it was impressive. I mean, when he was done and he fell on the couch or whatever, and he was like, breathe, like, I was like, that is real. He is not even acting. I felt like it was real. I mean, maybe he was, you know, kind of, uh, 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 what's the word I want to say? But, you know, he was like huffing and puffing at the right. end. I was like, that's got to be real. Because yeah. he was going in and he was so... Uh, expressive during it all and just you know i was like oh my god he breathe was, take he, a breath he was exhausted and we were exhausted yeah it just was, watching this movie is exhausting yeah it was oh man but i love that like i love when you feel you know when you that's a great movie and that's something that like anybody that doesn't want to watch this like or i don't know that didn't enjoy this because they felt too caught up i mean that's that's movies like you know I'm, I'm not like a huge movie buff i haven't seen a lot of the classics and things like that but like i love when i can watch something and get swept up in it like mm-hmm. really swept up i mean like like you just said like he was exhausted we were exhausted and then just the whole film just exhausted by them going back that's that's what when you get taken out of your life like that by a movie your own life and you get caught up Oh, that is, and you feel, you know, you can start feeling what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, you know, so many scenes in this movie where I, you know, I felt so bad for Marie in the tub and he's talking and he's leaning in. And, oh, I just can, I like, I can feel that right now. Like, but yeah, <laughs> that, that rant, back to the rant, that rant was, um, oh my God. Like I was just so impressed. Like you said, either way, if he memorized all of that, Wow. If he improvised any of it, what? Wow! Like that was that was dope. And then, like, yeah, with her her uh, final dialogue in the bedroom, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that was just, yeah. I mean, you just really feel for her. Like, it's like, damn. Like, all she wanted was a thank you, and she like basically said his speech. But you see- know, like what she <laughs> felt like he should have said. That's 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 the thing, and that's where we get to how I feel like this movie is relatable to a lot of people. Yeah, it should be, but if it's not, okay, that's your life. But I feel like it's relatable <laughs> yeah. to me and my dealings with you or with women in general, mm-hmm. like that I've been in relationships with. It's like coming from the male perspective, like mm-hmm. sometimes that's kind of like our issue from as a male. It's like okay. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just say <laughs> what the problem is from the jump? You know, women want right. you. Women don't want to just tell you straight up. They want you to figure it out. Sure. They want you to to read all read the signs the and figure it yes. out. And some, but see, men are you know generally, I would say, I'm generalizing, of course, for purposes of this discussion, are wired differently. Where sometimes yeah. we want stuff stated matter of factly, just tell us straight, straight up. up. <laughs> you know, don't let us like try to figure stuff out. And I think yeah. that's. It was. It's, I think it's a universal theme that was touched on in in this film. It's like if all she wanted was him to say thank you, like she could have just like said it 
but it, but I think it was more than that, though. I mean, even uh-huh. though it was, it came it was the catalyst for everything that happened in the night. But I think it was definitely more than that. She saw him not thinking her as like you know, and you know, indicative of everything else that happened in mm-hmm. in this relationship. Yeah. But sometimes it's like you know, you have to question like if she felt like she if she want uh, you know she should have been in the movie that she wanted to audition or she you know she wanted a chance. It's like, you know, he's, he told her, it's like, hey, well, you didn't say you want to do it. And then, like, you didn't really, like, I don't know. I, I think she did audition, but she didn't, like, give her all. Like, he said, like, you auditioned if you didn't want it. She's like, well, you had to, like, you didn't want me in it. And that's, yeah, and that's, that's, and that's what these problems yeah. come, come up. It's like, okay, between, like, you guys got to speak on this and, and say, like, she was projecting and assuming he didn't want her in the movie. And he thought that she wasn't trying hard enough to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, where we go from there. And sometimes I wonder, like, with her not saying anything, is that, like, general, and, and that's something that happens with women a lot where they don't say stuff to men. Is it because of, you know, men's, you know, fragile egos and trying to protect them where men, women bite their tongue and don't say something to, to a man about how he's treating her or Possibly. how... Or how you know his behavior affects the relationship, and mm-hmm. and so I, I feel like that's like a, a universal thing, you know. That's yeah. why I, I, that's why I felt the movie was good because like that's I'm sure that happens with a lot of people, a lot of yeah. women in relationships. Like I, I, I didn't tell you because mm-hmm. you know I wanted to make you feel good or whatever. Yeah, like I'm sure, like yeah, a lot of these things that happen in a movie like that, yeah, they they absolutely. Are, they are absolutely relatable. A lot of these things happen in relationships. These are a lot of things, like I may have said earlier, like, you know, these are the tougher parts. They show the tougher, you know, obviously arguing, fighting, however you want to call it, disagreements happen. And they are, sometimes they go to a point where they are not pleasant, right? You, you really get into it. And um, yeah, but a lot of that kind of, her saying, you know, well, I didn't think you wanted me in the movie and, you know, him feeling how he felt about her audition or whatever. Like, yeah, it's kind of like it's all boils down. Well, I don't say just boils down to, but I, I think we can say that it, it the biggest thing is assumptions. You know, mm-hmm. in relationships, we make a lot of assumptions or you because we don't want to hurt feelings. You know, we don't want to make a, we don't want to make anybody upset or we do things so we don't get into arguments and avoid, you know, we have, it's a lot of avoidance sometimes. And all those things just came out to me watching them go back and forth. And I think that's a testament to also like how people feel in the relationships where they probably think this is a good thing and want the relationship to last. Like they say, sure. I, I enjoy being with this person. I love this person. I didn't want it to last. So in order to make it last, I'm not going to say this. I'm not going to bring this up. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do this because people ultimately say, "Well, I need to keep this thing going. I don't. Want, I don't want to ruin it." But in the long term, that's probably not a good idea because then you have the situation like this where it boils over, where you have all this unresolved issues and resentment that's been building up because you didn't do these little, you know, checks checkpoints throughout the relationship. Yeah, you know, to make sure you're still on the right path, you're still together on the same road and you're converging together yeah and then when you get to something it's like boom you just brought up five different things <laughs> those five different yeah. things could have been like could have been resolved earlier if, if the two have just you know communicated with each right, other you right, know right and uh, i mean it was, it's good that's what happens in this film it's, it's yeah. so good it's like they they you see 
you know, what happens if you don't have these little check-in moments between yes, the two? Yes, exactly. This is like, this is such a, like a, a, a teachable moment, right? <laughs> you can learn a lot from like how they even got into this, you know, uh, this whole argument, this whole back and forth to begin with. Just, you know, him, him saying, because we do like a lot of times, especially if you've been with somebody for a very long time, like, yeah, after a while you get really comfortable mm-hmm. and you start maybe taking each other for granted. And I think she said that at one point, like, don't take me for granted. And, but we all do that at some point in time. We don't mean to. And it's, again, it's not toxic. It's just sometimes that's what happens, you know, and we don't mean to like not tell somebody, oh, thank you for washing the dishes today you know Mm -hmm. or thank you for you know taking my clothes to the dry cleaner or something like that like we we do that we get comfortable and we assume again assumptions we assume that our partner knows that you know we appreciate them we assume that you know we our partner knows that we love them and are thankful for the things that they do but and so we stop maybe saying those things. Maybe we start off, you know, in a relationship saying those things, but we, you know, gradually over time, you stop saying those things. But sometimes, and you have to know your partner, obviously, this is getting to a relationship topic, but, but like, yeah, like you have to know. And it seems clear that that's what happened with them. Mm-hmm. However, however long they've been together, we don't know, but like, it's been, it looks like it's been at least a couple of years where, yeah, he's comfortable. And she kind of pointed out too, she felt like, um, a lot of this probably boiled down to his narcissism and his ego, his ego mm-hmm. just making him oblivious, which that can happen too, yeah. right? Like you, you just him being a filmmaker. You know, I I kind of thought about this too. Like I think maybe all of this really maybe started once he made start making this film. Right. You know, he's just in it. You know, he's trying to make this film. He, he wants this to be obviously like something that gets him noticed. Um, and so I'm thinking that maybe all of this kind of started, you know, whenever, however long, I think maybe, did she say a year's trying to make this film? I don't know. I I, I don't remember. I I feel like it came up, but yeah, like however long he had been trying to make this film, that may have been where he, uh, or where, uh, this all kind of stemmed from, Mm -hmm. you know, him probably just working long days, nights, you know, et cetera, trying to make this film. And so sometimes that can happen. That's real life. Your partner might have a job that requires a lot of them at certain points in time. So they're not there fully, right? Mm-hmm. They're invested in their career, whatever. Gosh, I mean, I'm just going on how relatable this film is. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, like, which kind of, like, I guess, begs my question. Mm-hmm. Is the, you, know, you talked about him and his narcissism and his ego, mm-hmm. which is understandable giving what he was he's a filmmaker director he's trying to make this film he wrote it um would is it that you lay all the blame on him or does mm. she have any blame into you know what happened or what was what was exposed during this conversation i mean i personally don't think you can per, you can say that she's blameless in anything you know what i mean yeah. you obviously like it's her story but like you know he mentioned how like how you he stood every step of the way with her when she was in, on drugs and going back and forth on drugs. Right. On how she cheated on him with the guy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that didn't come out about him. It didn't come out that he cheated on her. 
you know, it came out that he had these ex-girlfriends, ex-women he dated before, but it didn't, they didn't say nothing about him cheating on her while they were together, but she cheated on him, you know, and the fact, like you said, you know, maybe she didn't speak up and say things and, you know, that probably contributes to it as well. And I personally think that I'm sure there's probably some people who, because we like to make everything a competition, you know, it's going to be Team Issa, Team Lawrence. I'm sure there's people out here like Team Malcolm and, and Team Marie and probably think, like, I feel like if you come out of this movie on, on the side of either one of these people, I think you're doing it wrong. I think... Yeah, I think you kind of missed the mark. You missed the mark completely. Yeah. I, I think there was too much nuance and ambiguity in, in the relationship and... For you to even say, I am firmly Team Marie. Yeah, I am. No, I'm on Team Malcolm. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough information for you to even say that you're on on one side or the other. But people like to make things a competition, especially online. Oh, yeah, they sure. like to say everyone's going to say, well, it's him. He's gaslighting her. He was terrible. He did this. He did that. Did that. And it's like, well, but then on the other hand, on the other column, you have things that she did. So mm-hmm. I can just firmly say it's all his fault. Right. Um. I don't know if people are ready for truth bombs for me. So oh, we I have a truth bomb. I, I mean, I'm I'm very you know look when it comes down to relationships, I very rarely am like oh yeah this guy is to blame for everything or this woman is to blame for everything. Um, relationships, partnerships, they it, it's. It's give and take. It's back and forth. It's a two-way street. Um, it's balance, right? And yeah, no one person is to blame unless it, it very, very particular circumstances where you may have a you know person who is like physically abusing somebody, right? Or or mentally or verbally abusing somebody. You know what I mean? Like those are cases where okay. Well, there is obviously somebody to blame mm-hmm. in those sorts of cases. And uh, and there may be other cases. I'm just being general here. But like in gen- <laughs> in the case of this movie, um, yeah, absolutely. There were, were, you know, moments where it's like, yeah, it feels like it's leaning all on him. But I'm a firm believer that if there are things in a relationship that, bother you or whatever you've got to speak up you know what I mean like you can't let things go for years and years you know even months and months and you can't be holding that in feeling some kind of way and then expecting your partner to know right right people don't read minds no one reads minds men we don't read minds okay we're not telepathic so if there was something that he was doing in this relationship that she didn't like basically, you know, not expressing his gratitude for all the times that she's been there for him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then she has to be up, mm-hmm. right? That you got to speak up. Because clearly, if you see that he's a narcissist and into himself, he's not paying attention. Right, exactly. He's, he's not paying attention he at all. He ain't him paying attention. And, and then that kind of boils down to, if that is a problem, his narcissism, then we can start talking about why you with him still. <laughs> Right. Again, we don't know how long they've been together. Maybe again, I kind of think this this is more something that started with him making this film. Right. Yeah. 
this particular film, because he's a filmmaker, I'm sure he's made dozens and dozens of films. So maybe this particular film, he really dug deep and, and really was like kind of almost isolating himself, it seems like, and just in his own world, right? In his mind, on, in his own world. So before that, maybe he's made films and, it, you know, things were fine or whatever. He was still paying attention, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like essentially, like, yeah, hopefully this was just a one moment in time that he really just kind of was like, oh, dang. Right. I've been in my own world for the last 10 months making this film. Sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I I just completely didn't thank you for anything. Right. right? But yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I agree That's wholeheartedly. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Can we wrap it up? Cause, uh, yeah, we can wrap it up. I think we've addressed some of the bigger points. Okay. Well, what, what I want to say is, like, you know, one last thing about the film was, mm-hmm. you know, the ending... Uh, mm. You know, they go to sleep, and then the next morning you wake up, and she's not in bed. So you're thinking, wow, like, wow, did she like leave? You know, because right. I wouldn't have been surprised if she left. He gets right. up and he walks around, and he's like, Marie, Marie. <laughs> and as a side note, he yelled for Marie so often in this film. He yelled for her more than Michael yelled for Walt in Lost. I don't know if anyone you watch Lost, but every episode, Michael's like, what? 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 Yeah, that's how he was yelling for Marie. But then he goes outside and he finds her just like standing outside. Mm-hmm. You know, he comes and stands next to her, and then you know the movie cuts the black, cuts the black. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I think I actually like the, the that ending. Like I like mm-hmm. how the ending was ambiguous mm-hmm. because how the film ended, whether or not like you know you get resolution on their relationship if they decided to stay together yeah. or she left him. That's that's immaterial. Like, yeah. the, the whole point of the movie is, like, we're invested in this journey. The fact that they both bear these mm-hmm. these truths about themselves. They strip themselves naked, and then they mm-hmm. expose their, their own insecurities, faults, and gripes mm-hmm. to each other. And, you know, regardless of whether they decide to, like, continue with the relationship, mm-hmm. they are forever impacted by that night. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, they would have changed for the better. Yeah. Whether they, you know, stayed together and they worked on their relationship or whether they went apart and just yeah. worked on themselves and were able to, like, carry over some positivity into their next relationship. Right. I would think that that would happen. But I think the most important thing of that was the actual journey, those few hours of them talking. And then we're, you know... Just in the film. We're just left to like, yeah. you know, not worry about it. It's like, that's not the point of the film. Right. It was a, it was like from the beginning, it was a peek inside. We start peeking inside this relationship, you know, from outside the house, you know, looking in and then, and now we're, well, they're outside. Interesting how they end up outside the house and we're the audience inside the house. Oh, did I just, did that just you, do something? You just blew my mind with that one. Did that just blow your mind? Look at that, boy. Look at that. Like, I just... Wow. Because that's the first time that you see on screen both of them outside the house at the same time. Earlier in the movie, like, she went outside to walk around. He went looking for her. And then you see that she was hiding behind the tree. Right. But you didn't see them together in the same shot, both of them outside. So... Well, they were sitting outside... I guess they were just sitting outside, but yeah, you know, just outside. Yeah. Outside, the larger right outside the of uh, outside of the right, the, the larger house. out in the field, whatever. Because yeah. yeah, like you mentioned before, how it's like you know watching them back and forth. And part of the time, the camera was outside following them, so we were like peeking into their lives, yeah. and then we come into the house with them, and then you know they're arguing, and we're there with the back and forth, like uh 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 uh. But then the end. <laughs> 
they go outside and then we're left in the house to think about our own insecurities <laughs> and thoughts and our interpersonal relationships. Boom. Yo. Yo. See, you just you just nailed it right there, boy. Look at you. Look at you. I'm blown now. Yeah, I see? really just thought about that. I really, like, in this moment, just thought about how, dang, we in the house now. <laughs> we in the house. <laughs> I got to think about that some see? more. I got to think about that uh, some more. See? All right. Yo. All right. All right. All right. That's good. We're going to wrap it up on that. Wrap it up on that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say... Uh, Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, follow us on social media. And, uh, yeah, holler at us. Yeah, well, hopefully it won't be too long since the, <laughs> the next podcast. But, hey, you yeah, know. Who knows? Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.